Boom, 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 boom. The theme song is boom, boom. The theme song is boom, boom, right here on the Rock and Roll Podcast. So hello, hello, podcast land out there on YouTube if you're watching. Spotify if you're listening. If you're listening anywhere else, you're just not cool. Actually, really, really good question. Aaron, you said you listen to podcasts. I don't. I think they're they're nauseating creations of, of humanity. Uh, where do where do you listen to podcasts? Uh, so I just have an iPhone, and I've always listened to them on the podcast app on my iPhone. Okay, so Apple- I know I know you can get them a lot of other places. Yeah, so Apple Podcasts. So if you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, I don't know if anybody listens to my show on Apple Podcasts or not. Uh, so- I think they do. There's there's a couple of ratings and Ooh. comments and stuff. There is. Yeah. What? Do people like it? Um, I think so. What? How do what I? I got I got to log in. I got to figure out how to log in. I is it iTunes? I don't even know anymore. See, I'm such a bad podcast host. I'm the worst at this. This is I'm why sure I have you on my show. Yeah. Okay, I'll finish my intro while you look. Uh, we can go over this. It'll be fantastic. So, uh Podcast Land, uh Rock Metal Podcast. I'm John Harris on my right-hand side is my right-hand man Gabriel. We need to set free your sorrow if you're trapped inside the palace. True story. <laughs> I said that one earlier exactly as it was. That's why you're so great, because we're great together. Uh, and today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Aaron Holt, and he has a new album called In the Palace set to release this year. And as of the time of recording, that is a mystery. Uh, maybe Aaron will say something. Uh, so we're being joined by Aaron, who I'm told is Aaron himself. And he's going to share some more information about this record and why he needs to set free his sorrow, and if it has anything to do with the mint green wall behind him. And oh, I'm getting hungry. You're getting hungry? I bet. <laughs> and uh, Aaron, welcome to the show. Cool. Well, thanks for having me, of course. As always, I love the intro. Thanks for the uh, Boom Boom soundtrack. Um, <laughs> That's well, yeah, you were kind of curious. Uh, someone said that your St. Sonia episode had been deleted, and that was the best one. Wow. Yeah. I saw them live a few summers ago. I didn't know who they were, and I was like, I never heard of this band, never heard of this band. But then they started playing uh, their number one single that was really just the lead singer from whatever that band was. I can't remember the name of. Mm -hmm. I was like, I know this song. I hate everything about you, though. What's the song? No. Oh, yeah. Three days. Grace. Three <laughs> like, days. Grace. Yeah. Three days. Grace. And <laughs> so I like I was like the whole night at the show just waiting to find out like who is saying Sonia? Who's saying Sonia? There they were. Wow. I was like, I know this tune. OK, well, if that person is listening in now, true story, I was on <laughs> I was on Libsyn, which is the podcast uh, provider. They send out the audio that we're recording now to everybody. And. They kind of got into this process of uh, price gouging, and Anchor came along and said, "You're paying for Libsyn. What if you wanted to pay nothing to have your podcast on the same providers?" And I said, "That sounds like a really good deal to me. I might actually be able to afford, I don't know, like macaroni and cheese or something, <laughs> you know." So they told me that everything was going to be okay, that you know nothing would be lost, there would be no downtime. And I hope Anchor's listening in right now because there was a lot of downtime 
and there are missed episodes. And I now have comments on my Apple podcast page saying that people's favorite episodes are no longer there. So it's a double-edged sword, Aaron. I saved some money, but then I ended up pissing off my audience. That's unfortunate. I know, right? But the good news is, is that now going forward, I get to chat with you. Yeah. Well, so you asked about my wall behind me, and if anyone's watching the video, um, it's a lovely mint green, and <laughs> the reason why is because uh, my wife and I moved into a new house in August uh, 2020, so here we are, new house. Uh, I have my home studio now in what was a little girl's bedroom, <laughs> and so... Uh, Never quite got around to repainting anything. You know, when you first move in, you don't want to paint walls the first week and do anything like that. And so, um, yeah, it's still green. Uh, I posted, like, on my Facebook. I was like, hey, does anybody have, like, color ideas? And everyone just suggested some other shade of green. <laughs> but I don't like that idea. So it, it's just, it's still green. And there's okay. little, like, paint patches all over the place. Home projects. Yeah. Boom. Okay, so yeah, what, sure. was it, what was it like moving into a new house in the middle of the worst year of our lives? Well, uh, I think it just, for me, amplified everything even more. So uh, I even joked, so, like, the long story short is I was working at a job that was currently – it's about 90 miles away from where I currently live. And so when we started looking at buying new houses, one of the things was living a little bit closer to where I work or my wife would work. And then that meant that I had to get a new job. So pandemic started, I stopped going to work basically, you know, working from home and stuff. And they said, uh, well, I, I called into you know my boss and I said, Hey, you know, I'm actually leaving at the end of this year. So, you know, kind of a, possibly the worst decision I've ever made in my life, but everything worked out in the end. Got a new job, moved, got a new house in the middle of all this chaos. So, you know, I'm kind of super thankful for that. But um, it also kind of fell right in the middle of where uh, I was working with the vocalist that's singing on all this stuff. His name is Sujit. Um, he's also a great friend of Asher and stuff. So that's kind of his contact but um you know we were in the middle of starting vocal recording sessions and we just completely everything just kind of hit a uh, dead stop for a few months there um but finally we got everything kicked back up finished vocals for all 10 songs which we have an hour's worth of tracks coming so mm-hmm. beautiful well, yeah. tell sujit he's amazing tell john is a little bugger and I hate him. <laughs> I can email him right now if you'd like. Oh, man, that would be fantastic. Wait, <laughs> what would be fantastic? If he could write back John Asher and say, John, you're a little bugger and I hate you. Or John from the Rock Metal Podcast says, quote unquote, you're a little bugger and I hate you. And he, he does it in that weird radio voice that he puts on where he gets really like Tony Robbins like, I hate you. That's not Tony Robbins. But that's my that's what I do in my head, Aaron. Yeah. People go, oh, so John, how do you go into your radio voice? I pretend that I'm Tony Robbins. That's what I do. 
Crazy. I'm glad that works for you. Well, thank you, Aaron. I just try to be me, yeah. which usually ends up being about what I am right now. <laughs> Boom! You're I'm always I'm always super stop uh, super soft spoken and just try and I take life moment by moment, <laughs> moment by moment, baby. Yeah. Now speaking of some of those moments, we've got an album that's going to be coming out here soon. Now you mentioned you have a home studio. You moved in the middle of August. Is this record recorded in this little girl's bedroom or you what X little girl's bedroom? So nothing was recorded here. Um, and in fact, a lot of stuff was recorded. So a lot of stuff was recorded in a like small little loft like bedroom that we had in our old house. Um, a tiny little room, like maybe 10 feet by eight feet or something. And it had like a triangle ceiling. So it was just like, probably the worst acoustics you could ask for but i recorded like di bass tracks and guitar and stuff up there um vocals on set for your sorrow were recorded up there too i i know so that was before pandemic hit so it's it's been a while since we actually recorded the song and kind of got it all done but um be a lot of bass trapping i imagine in that in that space um there's, uh, I don't know if you're too into like nerdy audio gear, but one of my saving grace has been um, one of these microphones mm-hmm. by a company called Sonarworks. So you mm-hmm. can just measure your speakers and stuff. So lots of lots of headphones and lots of remeasuring speakers and stuff. So it just EQs your whole system, and um, so all mixes and stuff were done in the old house in that tiny little room. Um, but once I moved here. Um, I kind of jumping around times, <laughs> but so finished all the mixes at the old house after we finished recording. Uh, that's right after I said, Hey, yeah, I'm leaving my old job. We're going to buy a new house. We're going to move, get a new job, moved here, started work. And then I, um, I was in like the second or third week of my new job basically. And picked a couple Saturdays and just started, um, mastering here in in the house so in this room in the little girl's bedroom so mm-hmm. i get you know but i probably <laughs> wasted more time probably wasted more time like i said just going through you know i had a couple different pairs of speakers i was like uh, let's see what works for this room these sound horrible let me put the other ones up listen to those for a week you know that kind of thing just trying to get the feel for the way this room sounds but i mean i've got the big thing that helped this room bedroom was a uh, just an old rug putting it on the floor. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see it. It's down there. Um, You're right. I could I could understand that. I, but I can't I can't stand under it either. I don't know. What what I mean, am I supposed, what not, do I say here? What's the move? It's not perfectly studio ideal, but uh, a lot of people say as long as you're comfortable with it and you're used to it, you know what stuff sounds like in your room, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'm more than happy with the results we got. Yeah. No one, no one so far has said, "Hey, your mix sounds like trash." Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure it's not top, top, top of the line, but it's you know, for me, you know, and I'm glad we're kind of talking about this because one of the big things, the the entry to music these days or recording and stuff, it's so cheap. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I just noticed, or I noticed when I first logged on is that an audio technica at 2020 microphone it sure is aaron you'd be happy to know all of our lead vocals were recorded on that microphone 
Wow. I was wondering where it yeah. went. Yeah. Well, not yours. I have my own copy. Oh. Yeah. So true story with this this particular microphone, for ages I had a Line 6 microphone uh, DI combo. I can't remember what it's called. It sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. And it came with mobile pod. So I'm a guitar player, and I thought, this is a great way for me to, you know, just get back into playing the guitar because I had a FireWire interface. That's how old I am, Aaron. I had a FireWire interface. I got a new computer that had no FireWire. What am I supposed to do with this thing? Uh, So I was like, well, pretty much all I'm doing now, I'm like, I'm not tracking drums that much anymore. If I need to, I'll go to a real studio. So uh, I just need something to plug a guitar in and maybe do a vocal. And so Line 6 had this thing, and I was like, that's what I need. So I got it, and I had some gripes with it. Okay, I had some gripes with it, and I finally uh, cashed it in at uh, a Canadian, uh-huh. yeah, at a Canadian uh, music store chain called Long and McQuaid, nationwide, kind of like a guitar center down in the states. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. Except without the scumminess. Although some people, some people will disagree, but trust me, they are not as scummy as Guitar Center <laughs> at all. I don't know how Guitar Center is in business, to be perfectly honest with you, but that's another story. Um, I don't think I'm allowed to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Don't get high in the simple room. Okay. Now, then. <laughs> now, so I took it in and I said, hey, you know, here's all the parts and pieces. And they were like, oh, my God, it's in mint condition. It's in a Ziploc bag. I'm like, I know. I'm kind of nuts. And they're like, and it works. I'm like, yeah, test it out. They test it out. It worked. And they're like, did you want like store credit or something? I was like, yeah, sure. I just needed a microphone uh, and an interface. So I ended up getting a Focusrite 2i2 and this Audio-Technica microphone. And I haven't looked back since. I think it's great. For for the price point, it's nuts compared to what it would cost to get into this level of recording quality, you know, 20 years ago. At home, it wasn't possible, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and basically everything you just said, like what your rig is, I basically just have the same rig but with more inputs <laughs> and so you know of course yeah i recorded all the drums myself too and so like of course i have all these other microphones we we had uh 22 microphones on the drums no for this yeah upstairs in the loft with the triangle ceiling no no oh uh, we recorded in my brother-in-law's like six car garage there it is, baby. You... There it is. Yeah, it was heated, air conditioned. We did it in like July 2019. It's been quite some time since we recorded that stuff. Wow. But, um, I think, two, yeah, 2019. It's been um, this this whole thing has been a really long work in the progress. Okay. Um, Take us through that story. It's been a long work in progress. Take us through that story. I want to hear more. Okay, so I, I guess if, if anyone really wants to kind of, you know, hear the evolution of, of things, um, if you listen to, and I see you're on my Spotify right now, if you look at, there's an album called The Unknown. It's got seven tracks. Um, that was all me 100 percent. everything recorded was me except for the last track um as a little bit of my wife playing uh viola violin and cello but um i found out real quick on that that one i can't sing two i can't play the drums 
that well. You know, not well enough to play the type of music I like. I'm super into like Dream Theater and uh, Mark Tremonti and stuff like that, or like Trivium. Um, but more of the drum parts I was playing were like old school, kind of like Black Sabbath or Zeppelin kind of parts. Uh, so I pulled in TJ Maestro. He's the drummer that's playing. He's played on, you know, Set for Your Sorrow, the new single. He played on the whole new album. He also played on the last one, My Bird in Mind. And so we recorded all that in my parents' basement. Um, didn't sound too great. I had a buddy of mine play, um, record vocals, which was kind of like a nightmare because he didn't really want to do it. And, and so, long story short, we finished that album, and it was just, you know, <laughs> it was like, let's just get it done. Come on. Like, that's all I beg of you. Let's finish it. Uh, and so, uh, by the time I released it, I was kind of sick of hearing the songs, and I, I didn't think it sounded as good as it could have. I was like, you know, can we just re-record everything, please? Uh, and so, this time around, I wanted to really take the time to do you know kind of what i was thinking is like if i sit down with an acoustic guitar and play this one guitar part and have one person singing it should sound like a full song it shouldn't sound like a a part of a song Mm -hmm. and so if i played a couple of my older songs there's like four different guitar parts going on at once and there's like the the melody doesn't really kind of fit if you're only playing one of those parts. It's just kind of this weird thing. So I, I was really aiming for, you know, I'm going to write the best songs I can. So I went through this whole process. It took me probably about eight months of just me sitting in front of a computer, um, basically having, not copying and pasting stuff, but just I, I would record an idea, record, you know, half of a song or something, then listen back and try and get into, like, how can I actually make this sound better than it does right now you know and and again like i said aim for that like acoustic guitar and vocal kind of simplicity and so if it sounds good but with the guitar by itself it should sound great with a vocal added to it it should sound interesting enough and so set for your sorrow was that first song that i really just sat down and tried to write uh you know Guitar's got to be catchy. Guitar's got to be interesting. Guitar has to be melodic, even. Um, you'll notice, like, in the chorus parts of that song, a lot of the guitar chords are doing, like, moving lines that you might, um, you know, kind of hear from, you know, like a piano kind of part where you're capable of playing, like, that left hand bass notes and the melody sort of harmonies in your, in your right hand. I'm trying to kind of do little bits and pieces of that. Um, all over the place. Okay. Uh, anyway, so after I finished all of those guitar demos, though, um, that's when I said I need a vocalist because I still cannot sing. Um, I I basically just reached out like once. I I posted on a local Facebook group. It was like DC musicians, and. Immediately got a couple people commenting, say, hey, Suji, get this guy. Um, because I said I need a male vocalist, rock, metal, that that kind of thing. And you know, he said, hey, sure, come on over. Uh, so 
So his name is Sujit Kumar. And if you rearrange the letters in his name, it kind of spells Marku Jitsu. And um, that's kind of the joke is that he uh, will tag himself all the time on Facebook. He'll, he'll tag himself at the palace of Marku Jitsu. <laughs> and so if you're wondering what, you know, in the palace really is, that's, that's what it is. That's where we wrote most of these lyrics, most of the melodies and vocals. Um, kind of like a little salute to like Abbey Road. Uh, you know, that's where we rec- rec- recorded it. So I wanted to kind of name it in the palace just because that's where most of it was made. Okay. I typed in Sujit Kumar into the internet, and the internet has yeah, returned you get? an Indian film actor from Bollywood. What? Yeah. He appeared Not in him. over 150 films. Yeah, and he died? Yeah, he's not 11 dead. Years ago. <laughs> I don't think that's the guy, though. No. All right. Um, Something I will say that this struck me because either I was psychologically primed, Aaron, when yeah. I got the message from that swiney little bugger that I hate <laughs> <laughs> that said that it sounds like Dream Theater. Um, I was immediately reminded, and I don't know if you did this consciously or if, like I said, I was primed because it said Dream Theater, but I was remember—I was reminded, not remembered, I was reminded of a very particular part of Dream Theater's career, and, you know, I'm not going to say whether I mean it as a compliment or not, I'm just saying this is where my mind went when I heard uh, the stuff, is, I'm trying to remember, Train of Thought and Octavarium. So what is that like? Two, two of my favorites. Okay. And I know yeah, some- I mean, that's, that's like mid-career for them, I, in my mind. Um, they they were doing a ton of like really proggy stuff that a lot of people weren't, I think, super into. Um, and I think, you know, like John Petrucci was into some bands, I think maybe like Stained or something, you know, something like that, uh, of that time period, early 2000s where he just wanted to have, like, big, huge guitar sounds. And um, I think that's kind of what went for it. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's why, I mean, mean, you know, whether you take it as a compliment or not, because there's so many people. No, definitely. Who, yeah. Because I remember back then, I'm old enough, Aaron, I remember back then <laughs> that it seemed like they were trying to, this was, this was the word on the street, Oh, new metal's a thing. Dream Theater wants to sell records. So Metallica oh. jumped on the train with St. Anger and came out with riffs and tuned down to C. And <laughs> Dream Theater jumped on the train and came out with riffs tuned down to C. You know. So some people look kind of like look at that as like a dark period oh, for, for yeah, Dream Theater. Yeah. No, I mean, so, you know, the single, Set for Your Sorrow, really kind of is going for that hey let's let's create something super catchy even new metally uh like you're kind of saying um you know that is familiar to a lot of people's ears that uh you know will kind of reach out grab grab attention but um i'm grabbing you (laughs) uh, but 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 i think you know that that song was like okay i'm gonna write something that's catchy that can be played on the radio that can be the single that it's got the yeah <laughs> my dad will text me he's like i got one of your songs stuck in my head again and i'm like which one he's like 
I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, well, how does it go? Except for your sorrow. <laughs> and it's like, that was months and months and months and months ago. Cause I would play him. He's kind of like my bouncing board. I'll, um, every time I get a demo close to together, even if I'm thinking on it, um, you know, I just hum <laughs> out a little melody. I'll send it to him and be like, what do you think? And then a couple of days later, if he texts me and tells me that was stuck in my head, I couldn't sleep last night, <laughs> then I know that I'm kind of like right on track with something. And so that was one of those songs where he just <sighs> stuck in my head. I can't listen to it anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But kind of funny. Yeah. True story. One of my favorite comments was, uh, a band I had on years ago and this was stuck in my head because it's so true kind of what you said there was the guy's I think it was a singer's girlfriend ex-girlfriend something like that was like who is this band this band rocks <laughs> it's like uh, this is our band no no it's not who is this band this band rocks <laughs> so it was like one of those like underhanded comments like you guys really suck like but this doesn't suck so who but that's that's kind of the thing is that as, as for there's many bands that they're watching who are listening for those what I call conscious comments like yeah no I really like your sound they really don't you're really looking for that subconscious who is this I give me I'm, mm-hmm. here's my money right now what where do I buy it that's what you're looking for you're looking for that uh, gut instinct and you know you might not get it every single song but at least you can try mm-hmm. and you got it Aaron <laughs> woohoo ow Cool. Yeah, I mean, even so, uh, I guess if you, if I want to derail myself even more. Um, For two minutes. I'll you know, give you two minutes to derail yourself. I'm going to set a timer. Okay. <laughs> well, um, so you mentioned Train of Thought, um, Octavarium, yeah. two of my favorite Dream Theater albums. Um, I So, new album, In the Palace, recorded everything, and maybe you know a little bit about Guitar Gear. I do. Um, I had the John Petrucci amp. No, you don't. That's Fish. recorded on his signature amp that he released a few years back. Set for your sorrow. That's all his his amp, JP2C. Um, I sold it. I got rid of it. Oh, no, he's actually setting the timer. Okay, I promise I'll be done in a minute and 28 seconds. <laughs> so, Let's do it. Uh, oh, I, God, I think I just I sold, killed everybody I in podcast land. land. I, I didn't think it sounded quite big, big and fat enough. But uh, I bought the Road King, which is the amp that he pretty much toured with. Like, if you listen to Live at Budokan or Train and Thought, that whole album, that that was his main amp that he used. So mm-hmm. um, at this moment in time, Mesa Boogie, it is, right? Road uh, King? January 5th. Yeah, Road King. Um, it's basically a dual rectifier with a million bells and whistles. As if they needed more bells and whistles on those things. Yeah, it, it's, it's pretty awesome. Anyways, um, today's January 5th, um, 2021. I've recorded already, uh, met up with a drummer during quarantine. Uh, and I'm if if you pause the timer, I'm answering a question you asked me like an hour ago. Um, <laughs> <sighs> please, please pause the timer, please. Oh, uh, he's not pausing it. Okay. I'm trying to figure um, out how to do that. It's Google, so there's only like two buttons. Oh, it's just gonna go until it's done. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, 19 seconds left. Um, okay. There we go. I'll re. I'll, you know, what? I'll reset the timer for you once. Two minutes. Okay. Don't worry about it. I promise I'll be done. And then you can ask me another <laughs> question. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh my god. Okay. So. Yes, my child. This is a, 
in the palace album three uh-huh recorded it's going to be released i'm guessing february loose timeline um but at this moment in time mm-hmm. we currently have album four already completely demoed up we have like 20 20 songs we've just punched out me and the drummer got together recorded all sorts of cool stuff so i'm already kind of pretty aware of what the next project's going to sound like i already kind of just had a bunch of lyric ideas and stuff so um i'm hoping that album four will go a lot more quickly a lot more smoothly i think it took us about two years to record in the palace and actually get to the point where we're hitting release you know um and so i'm kind of i i'm I'm hooked on this you know i'm i'm already moving on to the the next thing which is i think you know super cool is exactly what i want to get out of music which is to just keep making more of it because honestly it's it's fun right Mm -hmm. i want to be able to um yeah at least do what i want with it and you know, if, if all I'm doing is just waiting for quarantine or COVID to, to end, I'm never going to get anything done. So um, I kind of took it as a big opportunity to, to get to work. Like I said, we got uh, 20 demos pretty much done. We're ready to start tossing some vocals on it, mm-hmm. get some lyrics right. I'm thinking, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Or let down a couple buttons, get some chest hair out, do a- <laughs> Do, do a little Ingve Ingve style on the next next record. Get some some bracelets on. You get the chest hair out. Maybe get some leather. Well, that's what Sujit is for. I, I, you googled him and he didn't come up. Okay, search Sujit. What, what, what am I looking for? Who am I looking for? Kumar Sujit. Kumar. Sujit. Um, he's gonna kill me because I can't remember the name of his other band. Do I look up um, like Virginia? Is he in Virginia? Oh shoot. Hire Sujit Kumar Marku Jitsu rock band and that's the dude. That's the dude. We found the dude. Uh, his, his na- the name of his uh, band from India is Overhung. Overhung. Yes. I know him then. Uh, you're like I know that dude. Uh, yeah, I know Overhung. Yeah, and that would so, explain then how you got in touch with John Asher. That exactly. A friend of a friend of a friend. Friend of a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. Yeah, they've been to Canada a couple of times. Had them yep. on the show at least once. They're raunchy, dirty little Indian boys is what they are. Yeah, so... Um, and John Asher's no better. I'm not. <laughs> but, you know, he, he always... Uh, he's, he's got his own little thing I going on. I hate that guy. For sure. You hate that guy? I hate that guy. Which uh, guy? I'm kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, anyway, tell Sujit I say hi. He was last, yeah, on, sure. the, yeah, he was last on the show. At this point... It might have even been like three years ago. So I don't know if he would remember me, but um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, but let him know, like, hey, I was on that show with that guy. Uh, and then, yeah, he's fully aware that I'm probably doing this today. Okay. Or that I was going to do this. Yeah. Very cool. I did not know that he was in the States. I thought he was in India. I granted, all the members were in all different places when I chatted with them. One mm-hmm. guy called in from England, another guy called it. It was just, it was crazy. So, yeah, I think that's still kind of the, the current state of their group. Um, but cool. Well, we got I know they still get together every now and then. No worries. So we got to wrap it up. But sure. uh, we chatted about set for your sorrow. 
We chatted about In the Palace. We chatted about 2020. We chatted about even 2019, uh, which was also not my favorite year, but for a different reason. It just kind of felt like the grapes were getting sour, and I didn't know why, and then I found out why. Sour grapes. Um, chatted about 2021, which is fantastic because, you know, at midnight, everything stopped. So, you know, you just carry on with your life. And yeah, super excited to, you know, hear what you got coming to the pipeline. Obviously, as long as it doesn't suck. And glad to hear you're working with Sujit. <laughs> and uh, I know you I know you were saying like, hey, I listen to podcasts. This is going to be exciting. Was this exciting for you? Was this everything you wanted? Yeah, sure. I think exactly what um, I wanted. You know, because you you would even said, hey, you know, if you feel like giving me any feedback, I'd love to. You know, this is exactly what I love about podcasts. When you know, you gave me like a script. We're going to talk about this, 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 and this. We didn't talk about any of that. I love it, but <laughs> you still talk to me about all the things that matter the most to me. And and I think yeah, there's a couple of podcasts I listen to where that just happens. That's that's all it is, and I love it. So groovy. All right. Well, Perfect. unless there's anything that I missed that you did want to talk about, I just wanted to um, thank you. Oh, because I got it sitting right here. Yep. Real quick. And if anyway, again, I'm trying to push your uh, you're you're doing the video thing. So if people uh, want to go check it out, they can really check it out now. Um, Sujit does these amazing paintings and you might recognize this. I do. It looks like an album cover. Uh, it's the album cover. So um, it's a big cassette tape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He does these paintings, and I said, hey, you know, I really want to use one of your paintings for the cover. So I, I looked through, you know, digital photos and a couple stacks of these things and chose this one. So this is, if I hold it kind of like this, and you chop a little bit of the top off, this is going to be the main album cover, about like that, cool. with the title on it. And then the single cover somewhere in this area, right about there. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, and this is super cool because I get to kind of hang this on the wall and and have it in home, and I think it's super cool. Mm-hmm. It is, and it was super cool to chat with you, my good man. So thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Thank you. All right, go ahead and hit stop, please, sweetie.